just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to the Rational Boomer Podcast. I hope you're having a good week. Mine's going okay. Of course, anything can change in a moment's notice, so who knows what the hell's going to happen. But there's a lot of things going on in the news, as you'd expect. Uh, We recently had a vote in the Senate about this voting rights bill. Now, this voting rights bill is absolutely crucial because I've talked to folks about all these suppression, voter suppression bills going on in various states around the country. People always say to me, is there something we can do about it? Well, there's a lot that can be done about it, but it has to get done. First of all, there will be a lot of lawsuits against those voter suppression bills, and that might tie things up and get things tossed out as well. So we'll keep our fingers crossed for that. But the other thing that has to happen is that this country, this nation, the House and the Senate, need to pass a voting rights bill. You can't just blatantly go out there and stop people of color from voting or making it harder for them. But that's exactly what these states are doing. And do you know why? Well, it's because the Republicans are having a harder time winning elections. And they've said as much. It's weird how they're just upfront about it. We can't win elections unless we cheat or unless we impede the voting of people of color. Now, sure, they will give you the national holiday for Juneteenth as kind of a token kind of thing. Not to say that that's not important and and not a big issue and not something to celebrate. It is. But that's something that should have been done decades and decades and decades ago. But now they give it to you just to make you feel good while they're trying to take away your voting rights. And that's exactly what they're doing. As I say, there are some lawsuits that will help to stop or delay, or throw out some of these laws because they're absolutely fucking ridiculous. They're unconstitutional. But you get a bunch of Republicans together and they'll do whatever they have to do in order to win elections. It's not about the country. It's not about democracy. It's not about us. It's about them staying in power. And that's why we're seeing these voter suppression laws and the gerrymandering and all that other bullshit. So the Democrats put together a voters' right bill, voters' rights bill. And, of course, the Republicans don't like it. And we have trouble with Joe Manchin, too. Even though he's a Democrat, he's not sure he's going to vote for it because he often sides with the Republicans. So Joe Manchin comes up with a variation that he feels good with, and he's confident that the Republicans, in a bipartisan way, will vote for this bill. Now, the thing about this bill or any other bill that's not tied to the uh, budget, it has to be a super majority if the Republicans use the filibuster. And you can damn well count on the uh, Democrat or the Republicans using the filibuster. So that means you need 60 votes. Since there's only 50 Democrats, that means now you need 10 Republicans to vote for it. And that will never fucking happen. It's just not going to happen. Even though Joe Manchin says, oh, we can be bipartisan. We can be bipartisan. So they put this bill up in front of the Senate, this voting rights bill. And, of course, when it comes down to it, the vote is 50-50. 
50 for Democrat, 50 for Republican. Now, if this was a simple majority and 51 votes would win, then it would mean Kamala Harris would come in, give her vote, and the thing would pass. But we can't do that because of the filibuster that the Republicans are using. So now they need 60 votes. Joe Manchin votes for this voting bill because he's using some of the things he thought was important and he thought the Republicans would vote for. But you know what? It doesn't pass. And the fact of the matter is, this wasn't even to pass the bill. This was just to start a debate on the bill. So these people don't even want to pass the bill, but they don't even want to talk about it. And it makes sense that they don't want to talk about it because some of the things they are doing are absolutely horrific, unconstitutional, and stupid. And they don't want to expose themselves by having to debate the issue of this voting bill. So they shut it down. They shut down the debate. They shut down the bill. And that's essentially what they did. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there that were upset or depressed because it didn't pass. But let's be honest here. Nobody in the world thought it was going to pass. Nobody thought for a moment that there would be 10 Republican votes, even though Joe Manchin donned to vote for it on the Democratic side. Not 10 Republicans would vote for anything the Democrats would put up, and they didn't. That's why nothing gets done in the Senate all through the Mitch McConnell years. The four years through Donald Trump, very little got through. During Obama's terms, he was blocked at every every point. And that was Mitch McConnell's strategy. That's what he said about Obama. That's what he's saying now about Joe Biden. We're just not passing anything they come up with. Which may or may not be good for the Republicans, but it sure as hell not good for us and good for America. Because things need to be done, especially coming out of a pandemic and uh, a financial crisis that we had. Now, we're coming out the other side, but there are some things to help this along to make sure we get back to normal. But the Republicans just refuse to do it. Now, part of the big problem with this bill is who's going to pay for it. Now, the Democrats believe that this bill should be $1.2 trillion. That's a lot of money. But this bill should have been passed decades and decades and decades ago. There's a lot of shit that needs to be done. Bridges to be fixed, roads to be fixed, infrastructure with Wi-Fi and Internet, all kinds of things that are important to America in order for it to run properly and progress like it should progress. But the Republicans aren't feeling that stuff. They don't believe that. Democrats want $1.2 trillion, and the Republicans, uh, they don't want to spend anything. They don't want to do a thing. But the big issue here isn't about what should be done as much as who should pay for it. No big surprise here. Now, $1.2 trillion... Joe Biden believes should come out of the wallet of the rich people. Now, we've seen recent reports that say rich don't pay a lot of taxes. Now, they use as much of the services in this country as the middle class does, 
but they still get tax breaks. And it goes back to that whole trickle-down theory. You just give them a break, and they'll make it easier for everybody. Well, that's never worked, never happened. Trickle-down doesn't work, never will work. It's a bunch of shit. It's a big excuse and a big lie to give money to rich people so the rich people give money to the uh, senators and congressmen. It's always been the way it is. And that's a large reason why we are behind a lot of other countries in healthcare and all kinds of things. We're the greatest country in the world, but we've got people beating us at every turn because they understand bipartisanism. They understand it's important to put the money back into the people who provide the money. Keep in mind, these rich people don't pay a lot of taxes. So where does all the money come from to pay for the things that the government wastes their money on? comes from us, the middle class. We're the biggest group of people. We individually don't make a lot of money, but all of us together account for a lot of money and a lot of taxes. So basically what they are suggesting is let's take the money from the middle class, give it to the rich so they can make it better for the middle class. Makes no fucking sense at all. If you've got an investment, the investment that's producing for you the most is where your money should go. You need to put the money back into your biggest, most successful investment, which is the middle class, in order to perpetuate that. I've often said that rich people and government officials who think the trickle-down theory are like dogs who don't know when to stop eating. Have you ever heard that theory? You put down a bowl of dog food, the dog will eat it up. You put down another bowl of dog food, he'll eat it up. You keep doing that, the dog will never stop eating because it's there and he wants it. That's what the Republicans and the rich are doing. They're grabbing every bit of money. But the unfortunate thing is that dog will eat till he fucking explodes and dies. And these Republicans and these rich people will keep taking money out of us until there is no money and they will die as well as we will die. It's a non-sustainable strategy. But the greed overtakes them and they keep sucking the money out of us. So at some point, At some point, you've got to reinvest into the cash cow, which is the middle class. If you do not, the cash cow dies, then nobody has any money. For whatever reason, they can't see that. Or they're just too damn greedy and don't care. They just want all the money. So now, Joe Biden wants to get it out of the rich people since they aren't paying a lot of taxes anyway. That seems reasonable. Republicans... They want to take it out of you and me, like they always have done. And if they've always done it that way, how are you feeling about how that works? You pay a lot of taxes, you struggle paycheck to paycheck, and then they take more from you. You can't be happy about that. So the point of this bill wasn't to pass the bill or pass the vote for the debate. It was more or less an illustration. You see, Democratic Senator Joe Manson and Democratic Senator Cinema have often said, yeah, we don't, we don't want to pass it either, and we don't want to get rid of the filibuster. See, the filibuster is the big issue, the big goal here. For those of you that don't understand the filibuster, it's been around a long time, and it was used a lot to uh, pass laws or not pass laws for or against people of color, the Jim Crow era. That's when it was used a lot. They don't want to get rid of it because it neutralizes the majority in the House or in the Senate. 
Now, don't get me wrong, the Democrats used it to their benefit, too. Right now, they're the majority, so they don't like the filibuster. But when they're the minority, they'll love the filibuster. But the thing about it is, is the filibuster is never good for us, but because it tells us or shows us that nothing ever gets done for us. The majority wants something, the minority can stop it, so nothing happens. Proof is in the pudding. Look what happened during the Mitch McConnell years. Nothing went through. Nothing was done. We had a pandemic that went fucking crazy because nothing could get done. So while the Democrats and the Republicans love using the filibuster when it's their situation that it works out best for them, it never ever works out best for us. It is a detriment to us. And for that reason, we need to get rid of the filibuster. Now, since Manchin and Cinema didn't want to get rid of the filibuster, this vote was an illustration for Cinema and Manchin. You see, they keep saying, oh, yeah, we're going to have bipartisanism. I know our Republican senators will back us on this. They're good people. So Joe Manchin changes the bill around a little bit to be comfortable for him, assuming it'll be comfortable for his Republican buddies, and now we'll get a bipartisan vote. But you know what? We didn't. We didn't. And now this is getting shoved in the face of Joe Manchin. He looks stupid, and he's going to have to be pressured to change his opinion. Now, there's a couple of things they could do. They could completely get rid of the filibuster which would be the best thing for us. Now, people will say to me, well, what if the Republicans are in the majority and they start passing things? Well, good, because maybe that will cause people to vote more. Get out during the elections and vote and make sure your party isn't in the minority. Democracy is majority rules, right? 51 out of 100 is a majority. Even though it's only one vote, it's still a majority. That should be the deciding factor for any and all bills, but it's not because of the filibuster and because of a supermajority. It's just a way to bog things down. It's a way for Democrats or Republicans not to be wrong or be able to stop something they don't like. But again, it means we get nothing. Now, the funny thing to me is I'm surprised that Joe Manchin doesn't want to get rid of the filibuster. Because if they did, in today's world, that would make Joe Manchin more powerful. You see, Joe Manchin is conservative, a conservative Democrat or middle-of-the-road Democrat. I don't know what you really want to call him. And right now, he plays a big pivotal role with the Democrats because they need at least his vote to get a 51 simple majority. So he could go either way and and, and throw around some power. But if we got rid of the filibuster, his vote would be pivotal in passing anything, at least with a 50-50 split in, 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 the, uh, in the Senate. But I have to give Joe credit. He's probably thinking ahead to that time when they are in the minority and they're going to need the filibuster. But it's all about protecting themselves. It's all about making them look good and, 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 and getting reelected. But the filibuster is really the problem for the people. So now the Democrats are going to go to Manchin and say, see, we told you they didn't want to be um, bipartisan. We told you they weren't good people and didn't want to do good things. Now what are you going to do about it?
Now, Manchin has a problem because now he is responsible for nothing happening in the Senate. He's responsible for the January 6th insurrection investigation not happening. Any idiot in the world, Democrat or Republican, if they're being honest with themselves, would have voted for that. But, of course, the Republicans didn't, and there's no investigation through the through the House or the Senate. Now, we'll talk about that more in a minute because there's some other things happening. But he's responsible for that. He was appalled by that. He was angry with the Republicans because they didn't see the way to doing the right thing. So that's number one. And now we've got the voting rights bill. It should be a simple bill. It should be a very simple bill because who doesn't want to give the people of America voting rights. We've got all this stuff going on around the country about voter suppression, individual states trying to shut down the vote of people of color. Now, not even Joe Manchin could be for that sort of thing. So he changes the the bill around so it fits his needs, puts it up with the Republicans, and they still don't vote for it. Now, Joe Manchin's got to look pretty foolish. He's got to be pretty angry because they made him look that foolish. Now what does he do? Well, he's going to have to reconsider the filibuster situation. I don't think that he'll ever get rid of the filibuster. I don't think he will ever want to throw it out. But he will want to alter it. Now, you see, with a filibuster, the way it really started way back when was, the way a filibuster worked was, um, say, the Republicans wanted to stop something like the voter rights bill. They'd have to go up and give their cases and stand up in the podium have a majority of the Senate sitting there, and they could go on talking for days to keep pushing it out. Literally talking for hours and hours and days in order to implement the the, uh, um, filibuster. Now, government officials are known for not wanting to do jack shit, so they made uh, a new rule that said filibuster, now it's got to be a supermajority. Nobody has to do a fucking thing. Nobody has to do any work. So if they just alter the filibuster where they're required to be in the Senate, 41 people need to be in the Senate, and you need to talk for hours and hours and days, now this work might have some bearing on how things come out. It's not as good as getting rid of the filibuster, but it's a first step to getting rid of the filibuster, making it harder to use. You don't just get to say, uh, I'm in the minority, so we're not going to do that. This is a democracy. Majority rules. But in this case, how come the minority gets to rule? That's contradictory to democracy. That's why the filibuster needs to go away. Now, again, people will say to me, well, yeah, you know, the Republicans... Uh, can shut things down with a filibuster now, and and the Democrats can't get anything done. But what if the Republicans are in the majority, and now the Democrats want to stop something? Yeah, you're right. Without the filibuster, they would be lost. But again, I'm going to go back to what I was saying before. Do we really want everything stopped and nothing to be done, or do we want some movement? I'm a big believer that... uh, In life, you make mistakes. And if you make mistakes, all you can do is spin off and keep moving forward. Deal with what you have to deal with after you make that mistake, learn a lesson, and move on. And I believe the same is with the Senate. 
Republicans may be in power and they may vote in something with a simple majority that we don't like. But that's part of Congress. That's part of the Senate. That's going to happen every day. At least something gets done. And from that something that gets done, we can learn a lesson. We can make some choices. I think it's going to open up more negotiation amongst the Senate and the Congress, well, the Senate for sure, about what needs to be done. I think taking away the filibuster encourages more bipartisanism because there's no fail-safe there. Now you've got to debate, argue, come together, compromise. The filibuster just says, nope, we're not doing that. And that's not the way the Senate or Congress is supposed to work. It's not supposed to work that way. This is a deliberative body. This is a body that's intended to negotiate and compromise. But for 12 years, we've seen no compromise from anyone. And nothing has gotten done. That's why we're in the trouble we are now. So if you were upset about the voting rights bill not passing, don't worry about it so much. Nobody's surprised. It's the next step to get to the filibuster and do something with that. Either get rid of it or alter it so that we can finally get some things done in America. Finally, contend with the people and the country that need things done, not just the fucking egos of elected officials, because that's all we're dealing with now. I don't want them to win, so I'm going to do this. I want to win, so I'm going to do that. has nothing to do with what's good for this country or for the people. It's all about them. We have to take that away from them. They are there to work for us, to serve us, to help us with day-to-day issues and run this country properly so we have the things we need, the resources we need, the services we need in order to survive and to progress in this country. And until such time that we do that, we're going to be stuck in this fucking muddling piece of shit that we have now where nothing gets done. All right, I'll be back in 35 seconds or so. We'll talk some more. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. All right, next up, let's talk about the infrastructure bill. This is something we've been hearing about for months. And uh, let's be honest, the infrastructure bill is crucial to the future, the health and welfare, and the safety of this country. This is something that should have been talked about, passed, and implemented decades and decades ago. We've got bridges falling down. We've got roads in disrepair. We've got internet connections not making it to certain parts of the country. We've got all kinds of issues that need to be addressed by the infrastructure bill. It should have been addressed long ago. This is why we're behind every other country in the world, but it needs to be addressed. So the infrastructure bill is brought up. Now, you would think, given all those things, that nobody would be against an infrastructure bill. If you really care about the future of this country, you would want the infrastructure bill up and running ASAP. Unfortunately, the Republicans don't. 
Now, it's not even about the bill itself. It's about the Republicans don't want the Democrats to do anything, and they want to do whatever they can to stop them, and they do. So the infrastructure bill is likely to not get a supermajority, a 60-vote supermajority, if they would filibuster it. But there's a little different situation with the infrastructure bill because it deals with budget. Then they can use, Democrats can use something called reconciliation, which means that gets rid of the filibuster and they can win on a simple majority of 51 votes. They've got 50 Democrats in the Senate and they've got Kamala Harris as the tiebreaker. So they could do that, assuming they could get Joe Manchin to get on board. And I think Joe Manchin, with all the shit he's going through about thinking there's going to be bipartisanism and has not been able to come up with it, they should be able to convince Joe Manchin and Cinema to vote for the infrastructure bill. But Joe Biden's real big on this bipartisan thing. He knows it makes it a stronger bill in the long run and all that stuff, and that's fine if you had somebody who was willing to negotiate and compromise with you. But the Republicans and Mitch McConnell have out and out said, yeah, we're not doing that. Nothing you want, we are willing to do. So we will not negotiate with you. So the question is, why do you keep trying to do this bipartisanism if they've already told you that they aren't going to be bipartisan, that they are going to try to shut you down at every turn? Why do you continue with the bipartisanism? Well, part of it may be they're worried about Joe Manchin and getting his vote because they'll need 51 votes. They'll need his vote in order to get it passed under reconciliation. So we go back to the uh, voter rights bill. They weren't expecting to pass that, but they wanted to illustrate the situation clearly to Joe Manchin, which it did, which says he's wrong. Bipartisanism isn't possible. You need to rethink your situation. But the filibuster isn't as big a problem with the infrastructure bill. Because, as I said, what they can do with the infrastructure bill, because it's part of the budget, they can use reconciliation. Now, reconciliation is exactly what they used with the COVID relief bill that passed. They got 51 votes. It passed because they could use reconciliation. And in this case, with infrastructure, they could use reconciliation again, assuming Joe Manchin could be brought on board to vote and we get all 50 Democratic senators. But for some reason, Joe Biden wants it bipartisan. I'm sure he's got a reason. I'm sure he's got a strategy. But I disagree with taking this long to do it. In fact, Senator Elizabeth Warren, who's a woman I don't always agree with, See, I'm not big on anybody who's way far right or way far left. I think we should be in the middle because the people on either end, little fucking crazy, to be honest with you. But Liz Warren made some good points about this infrastructure bill and bipartisanism. See, Liz Warren's been around a while, too, and she's seen this all before, saw it with Obama. And basically what's going on now with this attempted bipartisanism is just a delay tactic by the Republicans. They do it all the time. They'll go into uh, debates and they'll negotiate and they'll somewhat compromise and they'll get it all broken down to somewhere they like and then they still won't vote for it. All they're really doing is try to run out of run out the clock. And you probably say to yourself, "Well, Joe Biden's got till uh, 24. 
You've got all the time in the world. No, he doesn't. Because first of all, coming up in a couple of days, we are going to have the July 4th break for Congress. That's two weeks. So nothing gets done in those two weeks. And then in August, there's the summer break, which is encompassing the entire month of August. A whole month, nothing is getting done. Then we're looking at 2022 midterms election, where everything could change. The Senate could get wider for the Republicans or better for the Democrats. It could get uh, better for Republicans in the House and worse for the Democrats. So time is an issue. The Republicans know that. Mitch McConnell knows that. He's used that to his benefit in the past. So why would you not consider him doing that now? Of course he fucking is. He's doing everything he can to avoid getting something done, just like Donald Trump did. I'm going to get sued for this, looked at criminally for that. I'm going to go to court. I'm going to go to court. I'm going to go to the Supreme Court. It's all about delaying it till people get sick of it, people forget about it, or they just put it off to a later date so that they don't have to deal with it now. That is what the Republicans are doing with just about every bill that the Democrats bring up. Now, the other thing that Liz Warren said makes a lot of sense, too. Now, we know that the Democrats want $1.2 trillion for the infrastructure bill. And frankly, most Democrats think that's too small. And because it's too small, they want more ultimately. And I think Joe Biden's looking at getting these in pieces, pass one, then pass another, then pass another. And that may be a strategy. It may be good. It may be bad. I don't know. I can't think at that level. But the Republicans don't want to spend that much money. In fact, they don't want to spend any money. They don't think anything should be done. Now, if it were the Republicans proposing this bill, they'd be all over it, spend $1.2 trillion in, in, in a hot minute. But because the Democrats have it up, they don't want them looking good. So They don't want anything passed. You see what's going on here? It's not about what's good for the country. It's not about what's good for you and me. It's about what's good for the Republicans, makes them stronger, and helps them win elections. That's all that fucking matters. And that is the downfall of our Congress. They aren't catering to the right people. They're catering to themselves and the rich, and they're ignoring us and stealing from us. You see where that problem is. So Liz Warren is saying, okay, even if we do come up with a bipartisan plan with the Republicans to do infrastructure. First, are they even still going to vote for it? Probably not. But if they do vote for it and the bipartisan bill passes, then she thinks it's going to be too watered down and not nearly as effective and not what we need to take care of the problems in this country. And you know what? Even though she is progressive and far left, she is right. They're wasting time. And even if it does get passed, they're trying to water it down in such a way that it doesn't matter because they don't want the Democrats to succeed because if the Democrats succeed, it's going to make them that much tougher in the 2022 election. It goes back to serving themselves and fuck the people. That's what it is. And don't get me wrong. The Democrats are just as guilty of this at times too, when they're in a similar position. So don't get too high and mighty with the Democrats and how great a people they are because they're on the right now because they're the lesser of two evils. They're the way we can get out from under this ridiculous, treasonous fucking shitstorm that the Republicans have created. 
they're a means to an end, but they aren't the answer to the future. That's why once the Democrats get what they want and things get back on track, we still need to stay on top of this. We still need to push all politicians, Democrat and Republican, to do our bidding instead of working for them fucking selves. Because that's all they do all day, every day. I don't care what they say. The proof is in the pudding. And we've seen the things that have been passed and how we've been treated, regardless of who is in power. So anyway, this infrastructure bill is big. Now, this infrastructure bill is going to do a couple of things. It's going to fix some of the problems we have, but it's also going to create a lot of jobs. It's going to do wonders to the economy. Now, the economy's been pretty good. It's been going up in the stock market, and a lot of things have been going good, but this will boost it even further, naturally, by infusing money into the economy. And more importantly, infusing money in to the people, people like you and I, the people who shoulder the, the cost of most things in this country. As I've said, it only makes sense that you reinvest in your most successful part of your portfolio. And that most successful part of the portfolio is the middle class because they pay the bills. Rich people don't pay the bills because they don't fucking pay taxes. But the middle class does shoulder a lot of the burden. And because of that, it's important to keep them alive, as I've said before. So now we're in this situation. Joe Biden wants this infrastructure bill to be bipartisan, but we know the Republicans just want to waste time. We know that uh, they want to water down the bill if it even does get passed. So in the end, we get an answer that doesn't do us any good. So in this case, Liz Warren is correct. And I'm hoping that Joe Biden comes to that point where he realizes that uh, this bipartisanism is a pipe dream, pie in the sky. It's not going to happen. And how do we know? Well, they fucking told us it wasn't going to happen. They told us they don't want to work with the Democrats. So what more do you need to know? I'm getting a little frustrated with Joe Biden. Hopefully he's thinking at a different level than I am, and he knows something I don't know. Because from what I'm seeing now, it seems to be bullshit. It seems to be lazy. And it seems to be chicken shit. Now, I like Joe Biden, certainly way better than Donald Trump, but he is the president. He happens to be a Democrat. He's not my Lord and Savior. If he does good things, I will say it. If he does stupid things, I will say it. Now, I am not going to go as far as saying what he's doing now with this bipartisan thing is stupid because I don't know all that he knows but from my point of view, from my perspective, it looks like the wrong way to go because it seems obvious there's no road to getting to where Joe Biden wants to get. The bottom line is this country needs the infrastructure bill, both for the safety and the future of this country, but for the economy as well and for the middle class in order to continue to survive. So at some point, we have to make a choice. And as I've said, we've got limited time. We've got two weeks off in July for Congress, four weeks off in August for Congress. Then we come back in September. Now we're looking at 2022 and all the people uh, campaigning for that shit. There's got to be a time when the people do the business of the people. And if you don't pick up the speed, you won't get the shit done. And when it's all said and done after two years or after four years, well, we tried. Well, you tried isn't fucking enough. This country has gone through some shit, some serious shit. And now we've got to do the things 
that we need to do to fix it. And we're counting on Congress to take care of that for us. But if you keep diddling around, wasting time, bullshitting around, you'll never get it done for us. And then you know what? Whether you're a Democrat or Republican, you know better than those people who came before you. You still didn't get anything done. And I don't give a fuck who you are, Democrats or Republicans. It's not about parties. It's about getting fucking things done for this country. And if you can't get things done for this country, I don't like you. So we're going to see how this is going to play out. As I said, I hope Joe Biden has a strategy in mind that I'm just not seeing. I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I'm not a politician. I'm not a diplomat. I don't know anything about negotiating these bills. But I know what I see. And I know that it's important for us to keep talking, keep loud, stand up, push back, speak out. Because if we aren't in their faces, they're going to get lazy and just do whatever they have to do to get by, collect their big checks, make their big investments, get money from the rich people, and not give a fuck about us. It's time we make them give a fuck about us. And we have to do that by putting pressure on them. So it's going to be interesting to see if there is any bipartisanism with the infrastructure bill, or they're going to take it to reconciliation and bypass the filibuster. One way or another, something has to get done, and it needs to get done quickly. And I'm counting on the Democrats and Joe Biden to do it. They promised they would do it. They better fucking do it. Lastly, I wanted to talk about real quickly is about the insurrection. We know there was a vote in the Senate to have an investigation, a congressional investigation, into the attack on the U.S. Capitol, the insurrection. And, of course, the Republicans voted against it. This seems like a no-brainer. Somebody attacks democracy. Somebody attacks our Capitol, threatens to kill the vice president, threatens to kill the Speaker of the House. You injures people, kills people, causes all kinds of damage, shitting in the hallways. You would think there'd be some reason to investigate that. And the Democrats saw it, of course, but the Republicans don't want to see it. See, the thing about it is, is the reason they don't want to look at it, because Republicans are responsible largely for this insurrection. The redneck, white supremacist, all Trump supporters. Apparently, there are some QAnon fucks in Congress that decided to consort with them and help them plan this out and run this operation. So if there is an investigation in this sort of thing, first of all, Democrats win. Republicans don't like that. Secondly, they're going to expose some of their own as guilty in this event, this insurrection. So they don't want to do it. Now, again, Joe Manchin thought, oh, this is going to be bipartisan. Everybody's going to vote for it. Republicans will vote for it. Just Let's just go along with it. They didn't. That was yet another time they were able to throw in the face of Joe Manchin that this bipartisan bullshit you speak of is bullshit. You don't know what you're talking about. It's time you do what's right for this country and not your buddies on the Republican side. Hopefully that had some impact. Well, now, given all of that, that investigation isn't going to happen. But that doesn't stop the investigations. There's 500 people that have been arrested for this insurrection. They're all being questioned. Some of them are being flipped to give information about the insurrection. Some serious shit's going to come on down there. 
And we're also hearing that they're talking to some people and getting closer to identifying some sitting members of Congress who helped the insurrectionist. So things are getting tight around the House, those idiots that follow QAnon and also were part of the insurrection. The walls are closing in on them. They're getting information. And trust me, when they get the information, they're going to take these people down. They're treasonous, and they need to be taken down in a hard way. But over and above that entire situation and all of that going on, even though we didn't get the congressional investigation, that doesn't mean that Congress doesn't look at it. Now, Nancy Pelosi uh, is getting ready to appoint a select committee to investigate the insurrection. And this is what I don't understand. Had the Republicans agreed on the insurrection investigation by Congress, it would be bipartisan. You'd have half Republicans, half Democrats. But now with the Nancy Pelosi thing, it's going to be more slanted Democrat. It's going to get the same exposure. It's going to be on TV. It's going to be in Congress. But the Republicans don't have as much power. It goes back to what I said before. They're more happy to delay something and hope it doesn't happen as opposed to use their head, get involved, and try to somehow shut this down once the investigation is going on. But no, they don't do that. So now there isn't a 50-50 split on how this investigation is going. It's all Democrat. So fuck you, Republicans. It doesn't matter. It's still going to show up on TV. Information's going to be exposed. People are going to testify. Now, in the old days when Donald Trump was in, you could just ignore subpoenas, but you can't do that anymore because you can go to jail for that sort of thing. And you don't think the Democrats are going to pressure that and push that and put people in jail if they need to? You're fucking right they're going to do that. Their lives are on the line as much as the Republicans. They want to win in 2022. They want the Republicans to look as bad as they can possibly look. It ain't going to take a lot of work, but they want to expose that. And they will be able to expose that in this select committee that Nancy Pelosi is putting together. So for those of you that were upset and felt like the Republicans won again when they didn't pass the congressional investigation for the insurrection, don't be too upset. There's all kinds of shit going on. The police are into it. The FBI are into it. They're looking into sitting members of Congress, and now Nancy Pelosi is going to have a select committee investigating it. Shit is going to start coming down. In fact, there's going to be, in the next few days, there's going to be some uh, verdicts coming down as far as penalties. Now, some of these people will get probation because they're just minor people in, in the insurrection, but there are other people that were involved in the planning, conspiracy, Those people are flipping, too, and they're going to have to tell how they knew all this stuff and where did they get it from. Because they don't want to spend 25 years in jail. I can fucking guarantee you that. They don't like politicians, Republican or otherwise, more than they like their freedom. So they're going to talk. And that's going to bring us to the doorstep of Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Paul Gosar, all these fuckheads that are just absolute criminals. So if you've been worried about them getting away with it during the insurrection, you need to quit worrying because there's a lot of shit that's going to come out. Police investigations, FBI, and now Nancy Pelosi with this select committee investigation. It will all be exposed, and it's going to hurt the Republicans. 
And I've always said, I don't see how the Republicans come back in 2022. They keep talking like they're going to win in 2022. I just don't see it. Maybe if they did it today, they might win. But not after this shit starts falling. Not after shit about Donald Trump starts falling on him. Things are going to change the whole attitude of the nation. The whole perception of the nation is going to change when all is exposed and people are starting to get punished. All right. Anyway. I want to thank you for spending some time with me on the Rational Boomer Podcast. I always enjoy doing this and getting an opportunity to talk to you folks. I am, again, going to encourage you to interact with me on this podcast. You can do that by leaving a voicemail message on acre.fm, or you can send me an email at uh, rationalboomer at gmail.com. Of course, you can watch uh, some of my stuff on TikTok. That's basically condensed versions of what you hear on the podcast. We can expand a little bit more here. So please join me. Please subscribe, review, whatever you got to do. Tell your friends, neighbors, colleagues, We want to get as many people listening to the Rational Boomer podcast. So we as a group, we Rational Boomers, have a voice in this country. We have a lot to offer, money, experience, and decency. We have a lot to offer this country in trying to make things better, but we need to come together to do that. So you have a great day. We'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.